From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And speaking of being glad, Jennifer Campbell is sitting across the table from us on the Hello. gold mic. On the gold microphone. Yes. I feel very special. Yes. It it. it, it it recognizes only truth, the gold mic. <laughs> <laughs> only truth gets through the gold mic. Maybe I should use this next time I'm recording for our, their little TV show oh, yes, they you, were doing. You tell us about your TV uh, <laughs> uh, show. I oh, was on it once. You were on it once. I was I'm, honored. Yes. I started getting calls from the network. You can yeah. you can definitely check it out on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, so we have the – it's real um, – Real Life, Real Presence is the name of the show – um, and it airs on like 7 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Faith TV, which is just a cable access channel. Um, yeah. And so each week there's a different theme. And I'm one of those themes. I do the parent support show that I used to do on Facebook Live, but I do it pre-recorded um, and recorded from the studio right behind this one. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. We How, did, is it an hour or half an hour? We are half an hour. It's yeah. a half an hour format. How do you pick your guests? Um whoever returns my phone calls yeah, and yeah. <laughs> has an interesting thing to talk about. So um, coming up ones I've recorded, I try to record a bunch at a time because yeah. as you know, I wear a lot of hats. Um, so I've recorded some with Father Ryan Mahar and he's good. He's, he was great talking about nature and the importance of being out in nature and finding God there. Um, Father Raj has been on talking about Eucharistic revival. So, you know, we're trying to broaden topics and it's all focused around parenting. Yeah. So you have a big event coming up. We do. I mean, we just right finished one, but we're we're yeah. getting ready for the next one. Yeah. yeah, we've got ministry days coming up um just in a few days actually. Explain the difference between between the what happens on the twenty second and the twenty third. I, I don't want people thinking well, right. it's a two day event. Right. It's it is it is and it isn't a two day yeah. event, right? Right. right. So Day one, which is on the 22nd, is is really an in-service day for parish staff or leadership teams at parishes um, and for our school faculty. So there's different talks. Um, it's it, The formatting for the, that day is more keynote talk based. Um, that's a way to say that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we have um, Father Agostino Torres is, is the main keynote that everyone is going to be hearing from um, on the school's side. And then in the afternoon, we're, we're going to be doing some introduction to Theology of the Body with Clarissa and Andrew. And that's going to be age, like what age the, the teacher teaches. So okay. one session for younger kids and one for older kids. And, and, and there are... A lot of offerings in English and Spanish. Right. For This is just for Friday, though. So right. Friday, that is all done in English right. for the teachers. And then there's also a retreat in service day that's happening for the parish staff. And so that is done. That will be done in English and Spanish and has a different, was almost a different set of speakers. Um, Father Agostino will be part of that retreat. Um, uh, Rudy Lopez will be doing music at both the um, in-service day for the teachers and the in-service day for the for the staff, for parish staff. Um, Armando Cervantes from the Diocese of Orange will be there, um, our good friend. And then Catherine Anguillo, um, who is also um, our keynote for Saturday, will be there on Friday. The day ends with Mass with Bishop Soto. Um, so 
that's that day. It's it's keynote based. It's um, teamwork based, and really work seeing how you can work as a work in your your groups, right. like right. whether that be school staff or parish teams. And then the next day is the ministry days that we all know and love, <laughs> like the well, way that so the format that we know. Yeah. For, for for many of our listeners who are not faculty and not staff, right. Uh, it's the 23rd the 23rd and this is going to be for any parish volunteer or staff member who um serves in any kind of ministry we have anybody who is interested in becoming becoming one of those or just wants to grow deeper in their faith it's open to anyone um you don't have to be a catechist you don't have to be you know a ministry leader you could simply be somebody who wants to learn more and you all get the same lunch you all get the same lunch lunch. there's no pecking order there no same lunch same schedule same mass with bishop soto um you this year we have gone back to something we used to do where you actually pre-select your workshops Mm -hmm. so when you go on and register um and registration is open until the 21st okay um so the thursday before yeah (laughs) that's when we have to cut it off um so you register and you pick your workshops. So the first, there's three rounds of workshops. The first round of workshops in English, it's the keynote and in Spanish it's workshops. Okay. So, and then the second round it switches because our keynote is the same in English and in Spanish. It's both, it's Catherine both times. Um, And so then the second round is workshops in English the keynote in Spanish. And then the last round is where we get to have a lot of fun because it's workshops that are both, there's both English and Spanish workshops. And Catherine's from Notre Dame. Catherine is from Notre Dame. Is she going to talk football? I, it's you know, fall. it is fall. And I'm they're three and oh, it's hard to get her away from Notre Dame this time of year, but I'll, I'll bet. But yeah, so she, I'm sure she'll talk a little Especially football. Especially on a Saturday. Especially on a Saturday. Is she going to be che- looking down at her phone and checking Honestly, the it wouldn't surprise me yeah. at all. Um, <laughs> she's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's always funny. I grew up with an Irish Catholic priest and, uh, at our parish, and he, you knew when it was a Notre Dame game was on because mass seemed to go a little faster. I According to my a- father, I, you know, can't say that i grew up with an irish catholic priest and (laughs) we didn't have a catholic school so catechism classes were on saturday morning from 9 to 11 and of course with the time difference notre dame was already playing yes they were we could be standing in line for confession (laughs) and father would come out and walk by me and say bobby he knew i had a little transistor radio (laughs) what's the score (laughs) that doesn't surprise me even a little bit yeah yeah of course when I was growing up here, Irish priest, that term was redundant. Right. Everybody was an Irish priest, it seems. It's, it's yeah. yeah. No, it, it does. But so we have lots of workshops. Each round has, you know, between 15 and 20 workshops on various topics. Um, we have some speakers um, that you have may have heard their names before. Um, Father Memo. Uh, from yes. the vocations office is speaking um he is a walking billboard for vocations he really uh, is just who he is is such a great statement of the priesthood he no he definitely um alex barraza is going to be speaking Good. i think we know him um uh, his office is right next to mine I we could. just had Alex on to tell us all about world youth day and, oh and all yeah the experiences they had is fascinating he'd get 
He teared up when he started talking about going to Fatima, though. Oh, man. I bet. Was, I could tell it That's... was a real emotional experience for him. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm, yes, I know. Yeah. I'm sure that it was. Um, Father Bong is going to be speaking. Um, let's see who else is on here that people may know their Father, name. Father Bong is <laughs> he's a joy, too. I, he's fun. I was talking to him at the uh, Bishop Gago's dinner oh, uh, okay. on the uh, uh, 10th of September. And just. He's, he's just such a joy. He used to be at, at my parish. Oh, it's at, at oh, St. it's St. James. James. Davis, yeah. And he's such a wealth of knowledge and um, is able to impart that knowledge and not like a talking down to your way, but well, in a very, a he's a teacher and yeah. really like tries to engage. Um, so it's really, that, that's part of the, the joy of it. Um, if you've heard about, there's those um, father-son, mother-daughter programs right. that we have throughout right. the diocese. Um, Jennifer Forward, who is the DRE at... Our Divine Savior in Chico mm-hmm. is going to be speaking about how to get one of those started, that ministry DRE in your parish. for new listeners is d- Director of Religious Ed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so used to all it's those inside like... baseball. I'm so used to those... Yeah, yeah DRE, Siri, <laughs> Youth Minister. Oh, that one's obvious. Um, <laughs> Ryan Ramirez is coming up. Um, he has spoken at Fired Up, and a lot of our schools have used him for right. retreats. Um, he used to be here in our diocese, but now he's... He's back east, well, in the south, I guess. Um, but he'll be talking about ministering to youth in crisis. Um, just a plethora of workshops um, talking about, uh, you know, hospitality and confirmation and um, the Eucharist, because we are, as we know, are in a Eucharistic revival year um, still. And so really focusing on that. Um, talking about what our, you know, our mission and different workshops in that way. Wow. That's action-packed. And people It's can, a full day. <laughs> people get to pick two workshops. They get to pick two workshops. So it actually is going to ask you for three. But So, I mean, if you're bilingual and don't want to go to the keynote, but I don't know why you'd want to miss the keynote, you could technically take three workshops. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you would do pick one. Some, some people might, might some make pe- that choice. People might make that choice. Um, so all of, that's all options that you would fill out on the registration. Um, the registration form, um, is all done online. So if you go to our website, which is just ministrydays.com and towards the bottom of the homepage, you can either select to register for Friday or register for Saturday. Um, if you want to register for both, it is two separate registrations, but, um, so just register you click there and then you can if you have a group of you coming together you can register all at the same time just make sure you know what their workshop selections are um and so that you can pick the workshops if a workshop is full there are a few that are full or almost full um then you would just need to have a backup for that we're talking about classroom size classroom size workshops yeah so for the class the workshops most of the classrooms at saint francis hold about 30 yeah comfortably <laughs> you can maybe put a few more in but um so we try to keep the size and down a lot of those become not all of them but become almost uh like seminar a lot of give and take mm-hmm. people you know not taking over the stage but still <laughs> say you know saying well, well this is what we do it in our home or in our parish or right this is what we found worked or didn't work and we do really ask the speakers to to leave at least 10 to 15 minutes at the end for questions workshop is an hour or 50 yeah minutes 50 minutes yeah. so we ask them to leave some time allotted for that discussion because it is so important in what we're doing 
But also when you're there, like if you hear somebody ask a question that's like something you like know, like that's worked really well in your parish and maybe there isn't an opportunity to like share that in the group setting, you know, make sure, make note of who that person was and yeah. go, you know, talk to them during a break. Um, we've worked in some breaks so that there's time for people to go and see our vendors, um, which is an important part of the day. We're speaking about not food vendors. We're speaking about yes, books sorry. and books and resources um and also ministries in our diocese that maybe don't get as high a profile or you maybe have never heard of um like camp recreation will have a table Mm -hmm. um and and so will sadlier so you know it it runs the gambit of of things did i say that word right yeah i did um (laughs) of different um different programs um resources are all going to be there one that i think is just hilarious it's a company called party like a saint it's a (laughs) birthday party and supplies like but they're saint related that's worth going just for the price of admission they came last year and their stuff is really party like a saint that's right so it's like for kids birthday parties these people i've looked to most of them yeah if i haven't my my boss has so um but yeah we we have different different vendors um so that you can you know get resources that you might need now you might need for your class if you're teaching in your catechist or you might need because you're a parent or a grandparent and just want you know things to to help pass the faith on to your kids um all of those things you can find here i i found that yeah, the breaks were good, but especially lunchtime was a great time to yeah. network with people and uh, maybe somebody that was in the workshop and, and you sit down with them at lunchtime and say, hey, tell me more about what you were talking about in there. Yeah. Definitely. I think that shared knowledge is is so key. I mean, a lot of the issues or challenges that you have at one parish, whether it be a big parish or a small parish, they're very similar. Yeah. Um, but if we can share that, shared knowledge of like well i tried this and it really worked or i tried this and it really bombed because i think we learn just as much from the things that just failed as we do from the things that worked well and just because it failed at parish a doesn't mean it won't be successful at parish b but it's just good to like have like the pitfalls like it failed because this this or this so then when parish b does try it like they're like, well, not going to do that part of it. <laughs> like, the thing I love about this diocese is the geographic diversity. I mean, yeah. you could have one person saying, well, here's what we did when we got four feet of snow. You know? <laughs> right. And somebody else could say, well, this is, here's what we did when it was 115 and the air conditioning went out. You know, I mean, it's like. These are all things I've experienced happen- doing yeah, ministry exactly. in this diocese. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, it did. And you have to be able to adjust. That is kind of the joy of ministry. And so with these workshops and and talking to different people it just gives you more tools for your toolbox and to be able to like pivot as you need to when something is going different than you thought it would go (laughs) well especially when you're working with young people but even working with adults like you think a conversation is going to go from like point a to point z and it ends up like going very left um, I remember one time I was doing a pre- presentation on the domestic church, the the family, and one of my daughters came with me, and n- nodded even when I was lying. No, <laughs> we do this every Sunday or every, every single and, Sunday. Every, yeah, we Everyone. do it every day, and she would kind of nod. But but the 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 one suggestion that that got people really talking was especially with young kids is. 
it was not that young kids were at the workshop, but that talking about their young kids, was that on Saturday night, not in some big formal setting, we're right. sit down, but just you know over dinner or whatever, uh, go over the readings. Just go over the readings with your kids. Yeah. And watch them the next day perk up when one of those readings comes along and they go, oh, I, I know this story. I know this story. That is even for us adult. I mean, yeah. that's such a such a blessing. I was recently at a conference and we did Lexio Divina on the Sunday gospel and it was a meeting. We were busy the whole time. I completely forgot that we had done that <laughs> or what we had read. Like it just uh, busy. Right. I get to mass on Sunday and I was like, wait, did I? I know this reading. Like I recognized it from that moment, like, you know, 20 minutes of, of doing a short abridged Lexio, like helped me to like ground myself back into what I was doing. Like, yep. oh wait. And then the memory of like what happened during the week that was positive. Like those all things came back to mm -hmm. me, like your sense memory. Right? right. And I just, so, I mean, even for us adults, like having that experience can be, you know, change how we express our faith in that moment. Sure. So I think it's important that we remember that and when we're working with kids or whatever and having those family experiences of like taking five minutes to read the gospel, like, I mean, how better to connect with what's going on at mass than exactly. to have it, them have like that scent memory, right? That memory that's already there. Yeah. And I, I remember during that workshop, just people raising their, I remember there was one woman from Wairika and she's had the best ideas, you know, just, it was just, I thought, you drove 300 miles to share that with us. <laughs> right. That's fabulous. And we will have people from Wairika on yeah. both days, I'm sure. St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's. One of the 12 St. Joseph's. Uh, if, if, you know, if you don't know the parish name, you just take a wild guess. St. Joseph. Or St. Patrick. St. Patrick. <laughs> we have, Weaverville, right? Weaverville. Um, and also uh, 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 Placerville uh, and Grass, Grass Valley. Valley. Grass Valley and Placer Placerville, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty close together, those St. Patrick's. They are. And, well, I mean, that's true for, I mean, the St. Joseph's are all fairly close together. They are, other than Wairika. <laughs> other than Wairika. So I think it's it's a common thing. But the, you know, the schedule and everything is on the, our website for the day. We start each day, like the actual welcoming, like in the gym starts at 9 o'clock on, on Saturday. Um, Check-in begins at 8 we ask that you don't arrive before eight um, just because we're not ready always. Yeah. Um, the Friday it's, is starting a little earlier to honor um, the school teacher's schedule. So we are starting on on Friday. We're starting at 8 a.m. So all the kids in Catholic schools are getting a three-day weekend? They are. They are. They, they are. love ministry. Days. Well, the school, the diocesan schools. So um, okay. the non-diocesan, the high schools are not. Are not, yeah. Mm -hmm, but yeah. the diocesan schools are. So yes, um, well, they all get a three-day weekend. <laughs> I don't we need ministry days every month. <laughs> every month they want it. Uh, yeah. So it's so that's that is one of the differences. But yeah, we go and then we we end with mass on Saturday. Um, mass begins at two thirty mm -hmm. with bishop. So um, it, we should. We should be done before four. Um, Plus, you know, if, if well, at any age, but if you've got maybe a fifth grader, sixth grader, seventh grader, eighth grader, it's a great chance, a girl, it's a great chance to see St. Francis High School. It is. It's an op it's an awesome opportunity to see the campus, what it looks like, um, to see into the classrooms. 
which is not something you can do every day. Right. Um, when there are students there, obviously. So it's, it is that great opportunity for that. And it's, it is a beautiful campus. I mean, as an alumnus, I'm well aware it's a beautiful it's campus. Crown Jewel in Sacramento. <laughs> it really, it really is. It really is. And and even like when I graduated, you entered from the other side of campus than you do now, but which it's always a little disconcerting yeah. when I walk on campus. Even now, like it's been a very long time. But and Elvis <laughs> Avenue is it's kind of tucked away. You, it you, is. You, you, you know, I don't know peop- how people found it in the old days. Now you just now it's yeah, it's pretty easy, but. Just, get the directions in your ear <laughs> turn right here Turn right here you're on elvis um but it, it's yeah so it's a beautiful campus and um that is saturday is a great opportunity to see what the campus looks like and um if you especially if you've never been there but there's lots of workshops and you get to lots learn of, what a truby is you get to learn what a truby is it's a troubadour but it's a troubadour. <laughs> yes we are all trubies um if you go to school there so um if you have to learn it there i can't tell you on the radio I think I might get in trouble. Um, but, so, yeah, please register um, as soon as as soon as you can. Um, ministrydays.com. Ministrydays.com. It is $60 for the day, for the day but that Includes does include lunch, your lunch. Which nowadays um, costs about $40. Honestly, <laughs> though. Um, so it does include lunch um, and all your workshops and, and things like that. So, yeah. Wonderful. And then you, you're working on... Fired up? I am. We are starting Fired Up again. Um, that season, we usually do one in the fall for our North State because the weather changes drastically for them. And then we do one again in February. So it's um, this year it's going to be on November 5th, which is a Sunday, okay. um, up in Red Bluff at the State Theater. Oh, I love I it. I love that place so much. If you have never been to the, the State theater, theater, it's so great. And it has the most comfortable seats. I don't really get to sit in them, but the kids always tell me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've got, um, we're still working on get, nailing down our musician, um, but Ryan Ramirez will be back. Mari Pablo who did two years of virtual for us. I'm finally excited that she'll get to be here in person. We'll be doing that one. Um, and it's for confirmation teens um, who are, those will be confirmed this coming year. Um, and it's, it's a great day. Like How it's just a few workshop people to Red Bluff. Do they fly to Sacramento? They fly into Sacramento and then, and then, then we, yeah, then we, then we carpool. And then they um, say, are we there yet? They do often. They're like, where am I <laughs> going? All these orchards. What are these? I What's going on those trees? We explained to them you're driving through the pretty part of oh, yeah. Uh, California. Yeah. And so, yeah, I know it's, it, we just drive up there and then drive them back to the airport okay. all in one day usually um it'll be in the afternoon so um after because the state theater and the parish there share the same parking lot yeah, so we're so trying great. again trying to honor the parish um and not take up their parking spaces so we'll we'll be there in the afternoon do they they do they say well turnarounds fair play we got to start showing <laughs> movies in the church <laughs> i don't think so but could you imagine um and but, the, the church is so nice it's got those steps up it, yes it looks like a small cathedral it's a it's yeah. a very classic yeah. church yeah. um right so on main street. right on main yeah. street in red bluff you cannot miss it it's beautiful and the state theater is right behind it um and so it's just a great thing to be able to share we you know we often will use the we have mass during um during fired up and so we get our mass supplies we borrow them from the parish there um, which is just a nice compliment that we get to to honor the parish um but we'll have mass with bishop soto and we will have those speakers again and we'll 
take the show on the road and then we'll be back to do it again in, in March this year, actually. Um, which, which this, the one in March, we were planning to do something different, but we have to pivot because that's what we do. And where will that be? That will, the one in March is going to be in Vallejo and Sacramento. Okay. So on Saturday morning, we'll be in Vallejo for their, their, their morning program. And then Saint we'll, um, no, we do it at the school, the high school, oh, oh, St. Patrick's, St. Okay. Vincent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. right, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll go, and then the next day we'll be at Christian Brothers okay. um, in Sacramento. We'll have um, a double header, so we do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, just right. like we did last year. But different speakers, we're still can't announce those speakers yet, but we're in there. And they helicopter you all back from Vallejo to Sacramento. No, we get to drive that fun that drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually, you know, hour. it's an yeah, hour. Yeah. It's really not that bad. So especially uh, on a Saturday, especially on a Saturday. Um, and then I think there is going to be a, uh, Eucharistic revival event that evening, oh, great. but I don't know all the details for that. Cause shockingly, I'm not in charge. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, there's a new hat waiting for you right outside the door. I'm sure. <laughs> Bite your tongue. Um, I would love to, but it's just a lot for one weekend. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer, always a joy. Thanks so much for all you do. Thank you, Bob. We'll take a quick break back with more on the Bishop's hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at the thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. This is James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, James, for that uh, wonderful introduction and for all the great work the Choral Society does here in the uh, city of Sacramento and in the the Diocese of Sacramento as well. Well, we're just pleased to welcome in Blake Young, the president and CEO of the Sacramento Food Bank. Uh, Blake, good afternoon to you. 
good afternoon, Bob. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. I know this is a... Is there ever a not a busy time of year at the food bank? It's it's pretty much always busy, Bob, but we're gearing up, as you know. So holidays are... Gearing up for holidays are really busy and really exciting at the same time. Yes, yes, indeed. Tell us, uh, just briefly, uh, for those that have not heard you on the program before, uh, tell us a little bit about, about your mission there and and how, how it has just expanded in the last few years. Well, thanks, 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 Bob. Well, I mean, our primary mission, obviously, Food Bank, to, to provide hunger relief in Sacramento County. We have, uh, we have ancillary programs in partnership with the diocese. Uh, to, to provide immigration work, mm-hmm. refugee work. Right. Uh, mo- most folks don't know that we um, are the uh, one of a few diaper banks in the uh, state of California. So very good. Uh, we provide we, we provide diapers. We provide refugee work, immigration work, and food. But our primary responsibility is to buy, buy, store, and deliver food throughout the county to over 130 partner agencies to ensure that all the folks, almost 300,000 per month, get good, nutritious food. Wow. So when you say buy, uh, I think some some people think that uh, food banks, uh, yours is so large, uh, I mean, you get some donations, but it's primarily... Uh, I mean, what percentage is, is bought? I know you get some great, great deals, but what percentage is bought? Well, so I'll break it down this way. So, so uh, we, we, have, um, we have manufacturers and wholesalers. Uh, we, have, um, we buy 40% of all of our food is fresh fruits and vegetables. We cooperatively buy with 40 other food banks in the state of California. Mm-hmm. We have over 130 retail establishments like Raley's or Save Mart or Target that provide donated food. We call that grocery rescue. Uh-huh. And, then, and then we get help from the uh, state and federal government in the United States Department of Agriculture program. So if you had to break it down, 40% uh, is fresh fruits and vegetables. We buy that at a, at a heavy discount, uh, about 20 Percent is government uh, uh, food through the USDA program, uh, and the rest is donated through manufacturers, wholesalers, uh, and the like. So, one of the best things that somebody listening can do to help the food bank is a, is a, a cash donation. Uh, well, I mean, primarily for us, it's volunteer your time. Volunteer uh, your time, sure. Yeah. Volunteer your time and provide cash donations, uh, and there's a lot of ways to do that. There's plan giving. There's I, you know, IRAs. There's uh, just you know, write a check. But you know, we for every dollar you donate to the food bank, uh, close to five meals uh, can be provided to the community. So your return on community investment is really high. And you know, because a lot of folks, like you said earlier, don't know that we buy food. Uh, and everybody knows right now with inflation how expensive food is, uh, the best way is to provide uh, financial donations and volunteer your time. Yeah, and I mean, I, I go to the grocery store and buy $100 worth of food. I don't even know what food specifically you want. And you could have bought that same food for much, much, much cheaper, and my $100 would have gone a lot further. Yeah, it's a good point. And I, I think that's why a lot of folks 
um, support Sacramento Food Bank and Family Services because they know that, you know, $1 uh, can get five meals on the table, and that's very significant. And that, that uh, you know, I think people feel very comfortable with that. It's, it's a very basic thing to do, and, you know, providing food is, is a very important, uh, it's such a very important resource, uh, and, you know, it, it, it goes a long way for families. Yeah, and you mentioned that you know inflation. As I see it, uh, whether it's at, at the grocery store or the big warehouse stores, uh, I see prices just continue to go up. Have have the the food you buy? Have you seen a similar spike in prices and what it, what you have to pay for it? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, we're no we're no different than any other business except that we buy food. So we, right. you know, labor's higher. Fuel for our vehicles. We're delivering. You know, we have 130 agencies feeding almost 300,000 people a month. So we have we have trucks on the road six days a week, delivering and picking up food. Uh, and then, and, it, and just in terms of food itself, everything, every stitch of food that we buy, uh, it, it, it's cost more in the last couple of years. So it's 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 very significant. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just returned from. Uh, Texas and gas was three twenty nine a gallon in Dallas. I'm thinking I may have to drive down there and fill up. <laughs> just, just well, no, just go, just go to Reno. <laughs> just go to Reno. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper there too. Yeah. 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 We're, yeah. Every, every, everything's more expensive, and where we really see it is, you know, you know, thanks to wonderful folks that provide financial contributions. You know, obviously it's extremely important to us to stretch the dollar as far as possible but what, what, what we're really seeing is is folks that have dual incomes that are trying to raise a couple of kids or seniors on a fixed income or seniors that are retired you know they've seen their retirement lower they've seen cost of goods go higher and so a young family with children is is simply struggling with decent jobs now that wasn't the case two three years ago and we just have more and more seniors above the age of 70 that are finding it harder and harder to uh, to be able to afford uh, good, nutritious food. So, it you know, it's kind of a double whammy. Prices are high on our end to buy the food and to operate a business, but they're really, really challenged for folks out there that need our services. Yeah, and people might not understand that term fixed income. We're really it's, we're really talking about fixed. They're, they're retired or uh for, for you know either out of necessity or age or whatever it is and and let's just take social security there are there are other pensions that people have but uh, take social security once a year they they may get an adjustment uh yeah. the cola the the cost of living adjustment and it's based on what happened in july august and september compared to the previous july august and september and yeah. you know, last year it was around eight, nine percent, and everybody was going, "Wow, that's great!" Uh, but it it never seemed this year probably be around three percent, but it never seems to actually match the actual <laughs> the because it takes into account many, many other. Uh, it's it's a multifaceted thing. The cola, the cola, what goes into it, and but some of the basics that people need are much higher than the cola is. Yeah, and I'll tell you, for our seniors, um, you know, A, we we rely on thousands of seniors to volunteer right. because obviously they have the time. And, 
and you know they're just so wonderful. Without them, we'd have a very difficult time running our business. But on the receiving side, more and more seniors, and I mentioned earlier, above the age of seventy. I used to say sixty-five, but right. you know we're talking we're talking um, critical resources uh, that they need now. Whether it's the fixed income isn't keeping up with inflation or the cost of medicine. Uh, or you know other other things, fuel, uh, having so a lot. We have the, our senior population who are in need of our services is going up every year. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's interesting because uh, you, you 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 maybe you're lucky enough to have grandkids and they live in the Bay Area and you're going, oh, I'm going to go down there on a weekend and visit the grandkids. Now it's a hundred bucks to drive your car down there and back. You know, it's like wow. Yeah, and taking them to the ice cream store That's and buying right. all of them ice cream. I mean, everything. So, but you know, I, I again, I, I think about our seniors. I think about young families trying to, trying to make it. You know, we hear just about every day on the news that young, young families and young people that have, you know, gone to college or working hard or having a difficult time just supporting the basics. Rent now is, is eating up over thirty percent of what you bring in. So. You know, it, it. You know, thank God we're there, and thank God we're there because of people that support us. But in, in a lot of cases, you know, the food bank work across the nation is becoming a regular fabric of our of our country, mm-hmm. and uh, some people are relying on the food bank uh, on a weekly basis a lot more than they did in the past. And and you're seeing a lot of new people as well. We're seeing a lot of new people. We uh, we have inched towards a whole new segment of people that five years ago didn't even think about the food bank that are now not only finding value in the type of food and the good food that we give, but they're, they're seeing that it can augment the cost of other things. And you and I have talked about that, like, you know, a, a, a repair of a car or mm-hmm. your children needing school clothes, uh, et cetera. So and you have a real strong emphasis as well, not just on filling stomachs, but on nutrition we do we actually have a whole department uh, we work with our partner agencies our school districts um, and you know they 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 just they, a lot of them design a program around uh, nutrition uh, most of them um, are pretty similar uh, and, and obviously nutrition standards you know range uh, from age so if you're a child it's going to be different than a than somebody in their 30s, different than somebody's in their 70s. But right. we, we 100% pay attention to that. And 40% of all the food that we distribute is fresh fruits and vegetables. Right. And a lot, I mean, most of the, our recipients absolutely love uh, that because they're very expensive at the grocery store. Sure, sure they are. And in, in, in the winter, when you know, you don't have. Uh tomatoes on the vine at least you might have hothouse tomatoes is it is it is it more difficult to maintain the fruits and vegetables in the winter well I, the variety is less yeah so you're you're going to focus on your root vegetables again you know you're making soups you're making stews um but no that you know the there there are you know I, I think i think more importantly Folks have to roll up their sleeves and cook a little bit more mm-hmm. with the winter vegetables they yep. do. You know, a lot of fruit and vegetables, obviously fruit, but a lot of vegetables you can eat right off the vine or out of the ground in right. the, the wintertime. you 
got to be a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. So, Blake, a, a couple of years ago during COVID, uh, your numbers just soared. Have they leveled out? Have they dropped? Are they continuing to soar? I think people would be surprised that right now we are averaging the same as our peak COVID numbers. Wow. To give you an idea, prior to COVID, we were providing food to about 150,000 people per month. We're at 300,000 now. Oh, my gosh. And, and we do not see that going down. We've been consistent all year around 275 to 280,000 people per month. So you're putting out twice as much food. And during that time, inflation has probably, in, in a three, four-year period, uh, when you add it up each year, uh, you've got to be pushing 20% or something like that. Yeah, it's significant, but you know, Bob, everything, as you know, everything is more expensive. Right. So it's you know it, it's uh, we're a business like everything else. All you know, we're the compassion business, obviously. But at the end of the day, we're a food and logistics company, and it's expensive. You know, you got propane, you got fuel for the trucks, you right. got you know. Uh, so I mean, you know, a car repair is expensive. Uh, a, a, a bottle of milk is expensive, and a loaf of bread is expensive. So it, you know, it. It, we're again, I, you know, I can't stress enough how grateful we are for the support. Sacramento County, the folks in Sacramento are very generous. I think they find value. The recipient obviously does the food, but I think there's a lot of people in Sacramento that 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 respect and find value in the services that we provide, and ultimately, um, we have a better community for it. Hell, I, I don't think there's any doubt, and I, I know that times when there have been some disasters around the country, uh, and I contact people, uh, you know, that are involved in, in relief relief agencies uh, around the country, and they always say, you know, Sacramento, you're calling from Sacramento, they're, they're the leading <laughs> area in terms of donations to whatever it was, hurricane relief or an earthquake or whatever it was, Sacramento's just right right at the top of the list. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I'll tell you, I, and that doesn't just go with money. That goes with volunteering, too. Exactly. We have, we have such a strong volunteer base, and they're very dedicated. We have, you know, like I said, most folks are, we have a lot of groups, corporate groups, school groups that are young, but our consistent volunteers, you know, are retirees, and, uh, boy, they're just so dedicated to the mission, and, gosh, we're so lucky to have them. And then on the other side, we have a lot of people that contribute uh, financially, and uh, again, without those two elements, Sacramento Food Bank and Family Services wouldn't be a business. Blake, if people want to volunteer, how do they how do they find out? How do they uh, uh, make the next step? Yeah, I think the easiest thing is to go online to sacramentofoodbank.org. We have a very simple system. You sign up. Um, you sign up. You show up. I mean, it's, it's that simple. For folks that aren't as computer savvy or don't want to deal with the computer. Uh, jump on the phone and call us at 916-456-1980. And I'll just emphasize, again, we would not be in business without our volunteers. And it's a fun activity. You know, we have a lot of retirees that, that have great camaraderie. You know, they end up uh, with, with groups of friends. They go out to lunch afterwards. They, You know, these are all like-minded people that want to better their community and I like to think they have a good time, and uh, there's lots of different volunteer uh, opportunities. But, heck, just get on the computer, go to our website, or give us a call. Believe me, 
you will be uh, you will be welcomed with open arms. Give me give me if you if you would a, a sample or two of the kind of thing of uh, things a volunteer might be doing. Yeah, I, you know. So first and foremost is is sorting and packing food. Mm-hmm. We have some fun activities. Uh, uh, we do kids' school boxes. We do senior food boxes. Folks really like to do that. It's more like an assembly line. So you're you're talking to your co-volunteer next to you and having a good time. We actually have some distributions around the community that you can sign up for, and you can engage uh, with the recipient uh, and a lot of volunteers outside in uh, in different uh, areas of Sacramento. Uh, those are the two main ones. We have some spe- special project uh, volunteer activities where people uh, would, would need to uh, commit a little bit more um, often and consistently. Uh, but, you know, th- those, are, those are the main ones. And the, if people want to uh, avail themselves of the various ways they could uh, donate, uh, uh, you know, financially, uh, same yeah. thing. Go go to the website. Yeah, go to the website. Right on the home page, there's a donate button. It's very very simple. You can call our staff, uh, and uh, you will get to the right person. They'll take your information. We really are. Uh, we really are trying to encourage people who who really value our work to to become what we call monthly sustainers. Uh, it doesn't matter the amount. Uh, it's just that you become a monthly kind of subscriber to the work, uh, and uh, people can contribute that way. Uh, people can contribute by uh, providing a planned gift, uh, something in their estate or their will. Uh, we can do it that way. Now, there's all sorts of ways uh, to support us, but uh, those will be the couple of main ones. And I know you're way ahead of me on this. Uh, we start as, as we head into fall. We uh, start thinking about the run to feed the hungry. You've probably been thinking about it since uh, the day after Thanksgiving last last year. Yeah, I have. It's a year-round thing. We're just so blessed to have uh, the run to feed the hungry. It's it, this year. We're going to celebrate our 30th anniversary. Uh, you know, with the run to feed the hungry, you know, it's such a generational and family tradition. Uh, community tradition. It, it's such a blessing and gives us a platform to talk about some of these issues. People can break bread together um, in uh, at the event and just, you know, really enjoy uh, fellowship and, and supporting, you know, the, the hunger relief efforts. Uh, but we're really excited. Our 30th anniversary, that's quite an accomplishment for our organization and uh, uh, really, really, really proud of that. We're uh, you know, and for folks that can't come to the run physically because they're either in another uh, uh, town with their spouse visiting their family or if they uh, are cooking the turkey at home, you can always become a virtual participant. We'll mail you the T-shirt and bib, and you can uh, sit on the couch and enjoy uh, the event and uh, cook the turkey, but uh, you're still supporting us. I know the T-shirts are a big deal are they especially a big deal now on the 30th anniversary? Yeah, I mean, we have, it's kind of cute. We have, we have a, actually a lot of people that have done every single event, believe it or not, right. and have collected the shirts. Um, but, but this year we'll have the 30th anniversary insignia on it. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, I, I'm very hopeful that, that we'll, uh, we'll have a lot of people turn out this year, uh, you know, obviously to support the mission, but, to enjoy the, the 30th anniversary. I think it's going to be a real special one. How about 30,000 on 30? Well, it's funny you say that. That <laughs> would uh, 
that would be a record. We've, we've hovered around 28 to 29,500 for probably seven, eight years. Wow. Uh, so we're, we're hoping to hit 30,000. You know, if you and your wife love to do the run every year, but she, her family is in Minneapolis, well, one of these days you're going to go there and you're going to skip one. So we, we hope that, you know, folks, uh, uh, you know, bind together and, you know, help us break this record. It, it'd, be, it'd be fun. It, it, you know, the record's not that important. It's right. the event, uh, what the event really means and the fact that people get together and take time out of a very important holiday to support us is really the, the, the main reason. But it would be fun to break the record. It sure would. Is Bishop Soto still the official starter? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, well, there's nothing like the bishop saying a prayer for uh, yeah. for Thanksgiving Day. People love it, and uh, we're blessed to have him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Blake, thanks, thanks for all you do, and uh, uh, gee, it's uh, that's that's quite a task. But uh, I'm I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you're in charge, and I'm not. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. Well, well, thank you, Bob. The, 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 what I do is a blessing, and, and and what we do as an organization, including your partnership, is is uh, we couldn't do it without. So, th- so thank you for this opportunity, and uh, and thanks as always. Great. Well, uh, blessings to everybody there at the Sacramento Food Bank, and I uh, hope our paths cross again real soon. Thanks, Blake. Yeah, that's, that's Blake Young, the uh, uh, president and CEO of the Sacramento Food Bank. And, uh, yeah, th- th- there's, there's so much you can do. Uh, he, he named some of the volunteer. And, you know, you mentioned financial donations, and he says, yeah, that's important. But volunteering is hugely important as well. And during COVID, um, they lost all their senior volunteers. Just uh, said, no, you know, it, 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 you're in a vulnerable group. You may be in, in the best of health, but, you know, the government tells us, and it, it's true, you know, that's the, the more vulnerable population. And so they just basically didn't have those volunteers. They even had uh, the National Guard helping them out. And but the the seniors are back in force, and it is volunteering. Uh, can, can also you know it's it's not why you volunteer, but it can also lead to it's 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 to lifelong friendships, uh, uh, you know, camaraderie, and and all all that goes with that. You're you're all working together on a common mission. Um, you can you know say well gee I can I can work on Tuesdays or I can work on Thursdays I can't work on Fridays whatever it is you can pretty much set your own schedules and they really 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 need the help they'll find they'll find uh, things for you to do and if you'd like to make a financial donation as as Blake said and and he said this many times on the air they can get five meals for a dollar think about that actually five nutritious meals for a dollar because they have such great buying power They're, what do you say 30 some 36 something like that other food banks that they partner with it's like a major 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 corporation saying we'll buy x number of whatever it is and you get a much better uh, you know that's that's just the way business works uh if you order large you get a you get a discount if you order huge you get a steep discount and they're able to do that and as a result they can provide five meals for a dollar so think about that you you contribute a hundred dollars you're, you're paying for for 500 meals you just uh, donate a thousand dollars you're you're paying for five thousand meals i'm just trying to trying to do the math in my head and i'm going that can't be right but it is right 
It is right. Think about that. $100 paying for 500 meals. Imagine uh, going out to a restaurant and saying, uh, with a family of five and uh, taking $1 with you and saying, well, we'll have five meals here, please. And uh, the bill comes and it's a dollar. So it's a, it's remarkable what they are able to do. And, you know, just uh, uh, repeating what uh, we had uh, Jennifer Campbell on earlier in the show to talk about ministry days, um, Friday the 22nd for teachers and staff, uh, Saturday the 23rd at St. Francis Catholic High School, some wonderful, wonderful workshops, some great keynote speakers, Kathleen Angulo, Program Director, Thriving in Ministry Initiative at the McGrath Institute at Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, Bishop Soto will be there to celebrate Mass. Father uh, Agostino Torres, President of Corazon Puro and National Eucharistic Preacher. Rodolfo Lopez, a composer, recording artist from the Oregon Catholic Press. And our good friend Armando Cervantes, who's the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry and the Hispanic Ministry in the Diocese of of Orange. Uh, so and, and some some great workshops uh, workshops in English and Spanish, keynotes in English and Spanish, and of course uh, Holy Mass on uh, Saturday uh, at two uh, thirty with uh, Bishop Soto. A chance for great uh, networking as well. Uh, so go to ministrydays.com and you can see all the workshops that there are, and you can uh, learn how to sign up. As well, they'd like to get it done all by Thursday, the 21st. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in healthcare, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916 638 
1-800-227-4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org.